Welcome to Ball Court. I'm your host, Coach Drew. Yes, please, part of my hiatus, but the world has been turning and it has been an absolute fight right here on Ball Court. Stick with us. Welcome to Ball Court, the world of basketball. I'm your host, Coach Drew. And I got to say that this summer of basketball has been absolutely amazing. At first, I was sitting here worried because the basketball season was ended. I was thinking to myself, how am I going to get my basketball fixed? How am I going to feel comfortable about not having basketball on every or every other night? That matters. But guess what? Luckily enough, the Olympics came around, and luckily enough, Kevin Durant blessed us with not just a couple of records, not just the gold medal, but on his way to the gold medal, he was breaking records after record after and let me go ahead and put it to you in a way that you could clearly understand. Kevin Durant right now in this era is up, up there when you're talking about the greatest of all time. Hands down, he's one of the greatest scorers that I've ever seen. He's a natural scorer for a seven-footer. He can put the ball in the basket at all three levels. I'm talking, you know, three-pointers, no problem. And mid-range, no problem. Taking it to the hole, no problem. So you stop to think to yourself, how is his game going to translate from the NBA game to the um, more FIBA-style game of the Olympics. Let, let, well, first of all, let me tell you, I had my doubts after watching the exhibition and seeing them play. It's a little bit worried due to the fact that, of course, I, I, I grew up in an era of the dream team, of the redeem team, where teams are in awe of the, um, of the people coming up. But right now, FIBA is not in awe no more. The, the world is not in awe. As you can clearly see, the world is catching up. And you didn't get an opportunity to take a look at the Olympics. You would see that Slovenia, who's never made it to an Olympics before, came in there and was dominating the Olympics. Of course, they, they lost two. But these weren't, it wasn't like um, they were getting blown out in those two. It was a tough loss. Now, of course, they had a wild card on their name, Luka Doncic, doing some amazing things in itself. You know, those step backs do translate across the pond. So hands down, over there in Tokyo, he was able to go ahead and succeed. But that did not stop a uh, focused and determined Kevin Durant. He came in there looking to get his fifth gold medal, as well as to break the records of, yes, Olympic Mello. Yes, the god of basketball, Olympic Mello. He is breaking his record. And if you can stop to think to yourself, and I want everybody to go ahead and grab your phone, so this way you can Google this next name when I say, because if you don't know who he is, you don't understand why basketball is now changing and the culture of basketball is changing. Let me go ahead and tell the name. He was at one time scored the most points in a single Olympics. And yes, it was the 1968 Olympics. That is absolutely correct. I am speaking about Spencer Howard. Spencer Haywood, I'm sorry. Spencer Haywood was also was also the father of the um, of going hardship, of the, that hardship law. For the hardship clause, he actually had to sue the NBA. NBA sued him. They went back and forth just so he could be in the league straight out of high school. Now, he wasn't exactly straight out of high school because he came out of high school and went to the ABA first. But that's neither here nor there. He was able to go into the NBA without college, and he was one of the first to do it. So if it wasn't for Spencer Haywood going, um, going hardship, we wouldn't have, Duke would have had uh, Kobe Bryant. 
As a matter of fact, Ohio State would have had LeBron James. So if anybody should hate Spencer Haywood, it's Ohio State. So hands down, I got to go ahead and give it up. But that man, he did his thing back in the 68 Olympics, and he put up a level that many has came after who have not equaled that level. And I'm speaking when I say many, I'm talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant. But hands down, the number one scorer in an Olympic was, yep, KD. And, and of course, yeah, he was talking after saying that the world is not catching up. But we could clearly see during this Olympics, the world was catching up. And let me tell you, the world of basketball is spinning and is growing and is getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. So hands down, yes, they took the gold medals. And I do appreciate that they did that. They didn't do it in a blowout fashion like the Dream Team, but, you know, a gold medal is a gold medal either way. You know, I'm not watching, you know, each and every game stats to see exactly how they measure up. And let's not, let's not, you know, kid ourselves here. We can't sit around comparing to yesteryear of what happened and who they were because these are not the same people. They're not playing the same teams, and it's not playing the same level of, uh, or the same level difference in the competition. So, with that being said, hands down, I want to congratulate Team USA on your win. We do appreciate everything that you're doing over there. And, yes, as well as just congratulating Team USA, I also want to take a special congratulations out to Kevin Durant, who now has the most points scored in Olympic basketball, as well as the most points scored in a single Olympics. So that in itself right there, I must say, has actually you know blown things out of the water. That's crazy. Big shout-out to the, you know, Easy Money Sniper. Also, let's go ahead and jump on to the next topic. And, yes, I'm going to talk about this topic because I, I'm about to blow your mind, so I might scare you on this one. I'm about to tell you something. I do believe LeVar was right. <gasps> yes, LeVar Ball was possibly right about everything that he was saying. Yes, remember back in the day, in the early, time, uh, in the early times of uh, ball court, where... We used to speak about LeVar going off, talking about, you know, his kids are going to be the best in the league. His kids are going to be doing this and this when they get to the league. And I said, this man is absolutely insane. He is crazy beyond compare. And I talked about him. I was like, nah, I don't know. I could see Melo in the league. I could see Lonzo doing his thing. But to sit here and say that we're also going to get, uh, we're going to get some big time, uh, we're going to get some big time, uh, um, Big-time plays coming out from uh, Jello that blew my mind. And less, this summer league has been a mind-blower. When you take a look at Jello, Jello came up doing a lot of big things. And the number one thing right there that stood out to me, let's go ahead and take a look at this video. Look at this just one, this is just one, like, uh, series going back and forth. He, he hustles to get there. That's a contested layup. Now, getting back. Getting back, got back on defense, hands up, you know, saying, making sure not to get the foul, hands going straight up, not leaning forward or anything. That's textbook. And then coming back to hit the three. Think about it. That was a seven point swing for Jello. Now, if you're not looking at him during this time, you're sitting here saying that, okay, well, a seven point swing? Uh, yes, let me break it down. Let me tell you why it's a seven point swing. He was able to score two on one and hit the, hit the three, then stop two. So he was able to create a seven-point gap by himself. And that in itself is huge. And it translates that he has to be on an NBA roster. 
Don't get me wrong. I know that everybody's waiting to see how it plays out for him in the Hornets, but if the Hornets do not pick up Jello, I do not know what's going on in the world of basketball. And if they do pick up Jello, do we have a chance at seeing Melo drop another 92-point game like he did in high school? I don't think LeVar was that right. But he could be. So I want y'all to stick with me. Hang around here for more ball court. My name is Coach Drew. I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with more World of Basketball. Left. He can dribble going left with his right hand 
cross it back to go right and keep a defender at, at bay. And he does this all with one hand. Now, a lot of the things that he's been doing all summer long has been absolutely amazing. But the most amazing thing to me that during this time was the fact that he did not receive not one offer from a college. Now, he was definitely taking down two arm, able-bodied uh, players and that has already received offers, and he did not receive an offer. But that all came to a shocking halt as of, uh, as of um, Friday. He actually received his first offer to Tennessee State University. Now, what makes me equally happy is Tennessee State University is the HBCU and one of the better basketball teams in the HBC. So the fact that he not only did get a, uh, an offer to a, to a college, but it also being an HBCU, I feel like this is going to be something great for him, especially if he does go. That is going to highlight that school, and I think that he can only elevate TSU to a, and that's Tennessee State University, to a higher level. And trust me, I could clearly see him being like that next guy that actually pushes things forward and makes um and makes it a lot a lot easier for you know the top athletes to go to HBCUs. So for you, Hansel, I definitely applaud you. I see that you are doing something major and what you are doing is is amazing in itself. So I do applaud you on that. And I want you to keep up the good work, keep moving forward. All of us here. All of us here at Ball Court is 100% behind you. So keep it up, and I will keep you abreast to tell you who he chooses finally. Hopefully, it's going to be TSU, so it's going to be just a short fill-in. But if it's not, I will tell you the story behind it and let you know why not. Okay? All right, let's go ahead and jump on. We're going to take a coach's look. And when I take a coach's look at certain things, I like to like uh, dive a little bit deeper. Now, everybody who was watching the Olympics was kind of enamored with um, – three-on-three basketball. A lot of you weren't uh, privy to get the chance to really watch FIBA three-on-three basketball over the last uh, three years and watch how it grew, watch how it grew to into something that is absolutely amazing. Now it's an Olympic event. But the USA women's three-on-three team, they won the inaugural gold medal. And that team was an absolutely phenomenal squad, by the way. And it was led by, you know, Las Vegas aces, Kelsey Plum. So watching her go out there and play on that level and winning, hitting the key shots and winning shots, it was absolutely amazing. Now, if you're not familiar with the way the game is played, it's very fast-paced. It's, uh, you're pulling the basket right out the net. Right out the net, you're not checking the ball or nothing. You're pulling it out the net, and you start back into your transition uh, of trying to score again after you clear the line. So it's, it's a very fast-paced, non-stop, non-stop uh, kind, of, uh, kind of event. It's bad, better yet, I, they actually sat down with Kelsey Plum and wanted to ask her the difference of the speed that she sees with, with, with it being in the WNBA or overseas as opposed to uh, the 303. You take a look. Here's Kelsey Plum. That was Kelsey Plum. And hands down, what she was saying, I definitely dig. That speed is 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 pretty much comparable to the WNBA. So 
if you're looking at the WNBA, if you if you are blown away by that three on three, you should be watching the WNBA because the speed is comparable. Is is high level of basketball, quick shots, it's quick passes. It's something that you know, something that makes you want to smile when you think about it. My next close look that we're gonna go ahead and look at is the Los Angeles Lakers. They are absolutely loaded up. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Brooklyn got to them. I don't know what happened. I don't know if seeing uh, Kevin Durant and uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving all over there, they decided. LeBron said, "Hey, you know what? I can do better. Since I don't have to, you know, play basketball well into the late part of the summer, I have time to go and shop." And boy, did he go shopping. The new look Lakers are completely is, is completely different than the Lakers that we saw before. Kyle Kuzma is gone. I understand, you know that that hurts to see him go. Dwight Howard is back, and if you really want to hear of a name that came back, remember young Trevor Ariza. Now he's back, and he brings his veteran leadership along with him. Yes, he knows the LA culture. He played alongside Kobe, so Trevor Ariza is back. And yes, yes, you heard it here. Melo the God. Yes, Carmelo Anthony. Number seven, the God of New York, is now going to be touching down in L.A. to play alongside LeBron James, along with Russell Westbrook. So here's what I want you to stop and think. Stop and think about this, right? Russell Westbrook, he's a three. He's a pretty much a, 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 a triple-double maniac. He's out there every day. He's like Oscar Robinson. You know, say, but with a meaner demeanor. You know, he's out there. He plays. He plays basketball like he's angry at rims, and, and he's mad that he has to be in the game. And he's just a raging maniac out there, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And with him bringing that intensity to the game, with LeBron James there with his knowledge and his skill, and then you add in Anthony Davis and Carmelo Anthony, you have four people on the floor. Four people on the floor that is willing to crash for a rebound. You have four people going after boards. You have four people on the floor that can pass the ball at a high level. Man, and and you think you you think that man just can't get any better. Let me tell you how it did get better. They were able to retain Mark Gasol, and there's talks right now of adding Anthony, um, adding Isaiah Thomas. Now, of course, they did get Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is, ama- is an amazing, amazing guard in itself. We did lose some guards. As you clearly remember, back in uh, March, uh, Dennis Schroeder had an opportunity to go ahead and sign for $84 million for four years. Yes, you heard it correct. $84 million for four years. He turned it down. Here's the reason he turned it down. He felt that his value was higher that he could get $120 million by leaving the Lakers. Let's go ahead and take some things and put some things in perspective. The Lakers was willing to pay Dennis Schroeder $120 million, I mean $84 million for those four years because LeBron James wanted Dennis Schroeder. There was no other superstar in the league that was holding that much clout that was sitting around saying, that's the guy I want, you know? LeBron James did. So, of course, you know, they got to keep the king happy. So, they were willing to pay a king's ransom to do so. Now, Dennis Schroeder has since left the Lakers. And he signed at the worst possible place for a Lakers, especially after 
being offered $84 million. He signed to the Boston Celtics for $5.9 million for one year. I just, I didn't continue talking because I wanted that to set in for you. He had a chance at making $21 million a year. And he chose not to because he wanted to roll the odds and bet on himself and make $5.9 million. Here's what I'm saying, and this is why we're going to go ahead and take a deep look into this. Here's what I am saying. Everyone, boys and girls, girls and boys, everyone listening, bet on yourself all the time. Always bet on yourself. But understand what your odds are and understand what your limitations are. When you take a look around the league, yes, the climate around the league, 84 million. Look at the people who are looking or seeking 84 million. It was Alonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was looking for eighty four million. Um, you had you had uh, Donovan Mitchell getting eighty four million. Now one twenty. Once you hit over that hundred million mark, you have to be in the upper echelon of of one of the best players in the league. Especially if you do not have uh, if you're not the one leading your team to a championship, one hundred and twenty million is not in your ballpark. Think about this, and I want and all the fans of Dennis Schroeder, as well as um, everybody listening, I want you to take this into perspective. Carmelo Anthony was one of the better players in the league at the time when they let him sit out for a year. Jamal Crawford put up 50 points in his last game and has not been in the league since. Dennis Schroeder, as great as he is, is never, ever going to be a Jamal Crawford. And he'll never, ever be a Carmelo Anthony. So the way the league is structured, you get paid based off of who wants you. If not everybody wants you, your value is not that high. And Going into any negotiation, you have to know where you stand with everybody. Always bet on yourself, but also always be aware of where you stand with everyone. Because in life, you can be offered $84 million in opportunity. And because you're willing to bet that you will get offered better, you can end up with 5.9. But that's just my perspective. I could be absolutely wrong. All right, so let's go ahead and jump on. Let's talk. I want to talk about Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, yes, former Laker. And, and no, it's not a theme. I'm not just hitting Lakers right now. But Andre Drummond, former Laker and newly recruited Sixer. You know, now they got the Twin Towers going over there in uh, Philly with Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out, especially with um, Adonis Anatokombo signing back to go back with the uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. So you know you're going to have Thonis, you're going to have Giannis, and you're going to still have one of the Lopez twins. So it kind of works out that they're going to have some bigs in the East to really contend. So bringing on Andre Drummond to the Sixers is absolutely amazing. But the best move, the best play, the best form of hustle that I see him do all summer was right here. Take a look at this video.
right, the video that you just saw, yes, that is video footage of Andre Drummond rushing into the pool and grabbing his little, his, his baby boy from drowning. You see the child go underneath, and in the blink of an eye, without hesitation, you see Andre Drummond leap into the pool, save that child's life. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I have to go ahead and put this out there. I understand that he's an athlete, so everybody thinks to himself, well, you're supposed to have that kind of reaction time. But above all else, he's a father. And I know as a father, I just had, I just had a little boy myself. You know, he's three months. And I know for a fact that if I was in that position, I don't care if it was the middle of the Pacific Ocean, there would have been no hesitation. I was running in there. So congratulations to you, Andre Drummond. We're going out for our GOAT move of the week. That was definitely a very much a GOAT move. Huge move. Huge move. Great hustle. I hope, I'm hoping the 76ers could see that same level of hustle coming out of you. Because you were there. You was on it. You was on it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the word from a coach. You know, say normally during our word from a coach, I never really talk about products. I always talk about philosophies and things of that nature to to gain a better perspective of how to do things as a player and, and from a little bit more of wisdom, you know, of your coach. But in the word for the coach today, we're going to talk about a training tool. Yes, the training tool that we're going to talk about is called the hand-in-your-face training tool. This hand in your face, it, it was a product that I that I had checked out. I had wanted, because I try and find different innovative ways to ensure that uh, my athletes are growing and becoming a better, a well-rounded athlete. Now, I have I was listening to a podcast with, um, with Gilbert Arenas, and Gilbert Arenas was talking about it. He used to put a piece of cardboard over his face. It was during the time that he was working out to obstruct his sight on, the, on his shot. So this way he would get comfortable with that fact of being uncomfortable with a hand in your face. Now, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, that was genius. That's an amazing thing to do. But I just thought it to myself. The owners that hand in your face, they decided that they're going to go ahead and take it a step further. They're going to not only just sit down and say that this is an amazing product. They sat down and actually developed an idea and brought it to life. I tried it out for the first time with my daughter, and the first time there was some struggles. You know, as you can clearly watch in this video, she did struggle through it. But once she started to get it, it, the rhythm was there. Her game has elevated already. We've only been using it for two weeks, and her game has elevated already. So I want y'all to check it out. I know it's been getting a lot of press from SportsCenter and everywhere else talking about it hand in your face. As a matter of fact, I have a quick little interview right now with some of the guys hand in your face. Check this out. Wow. Wow. It, was, it is great to get to know this information, get to know them, hear a little bit about their backstory. And I... I I want to thank each and every one of y'all for sitting down with me, talking with me, and hanging with me. Definitely check out the Handy and Face product. It is a really cool product to, to use. I've utilized it. I want to first of all give my thank you to CWN Sports. 
please go ahead and bookmark it. Save it under your favorites. This should be your number one site that you go into for sports entertainment. CWNSports.com. It has been growing. Yes, there's articles on there. There's links on there. There's even there's even footage of some of the greatest games, some of the things that we played, and for the highlights for the week. They're all on there. You can get all your sports all in one place. Not to mention you have the Sean Harvey Morning Show. You can click on the link. Check out just in case you haven't saved ball court. You want to also check out Let's Kick It. Make sure you have that saved in your notifications there. Because every time I drop a new one, I want to make sure that you are hearing it, you are feeling it, and you can hear my voice in your ears and it's banging out. So here's what I need you to do. Go to cwnsports.com, bookmark that page, save on the link. This way you get the notifications when we're dropping everything. And we will be dropping something soon. So as we grow, you will grow and you will know along with us. And definitely, definitely thank you for it. And I want to thank each and every one of you from sitting down, listening to another episode of Ball Court. Stick with me and check out the episode of Let's Kick It that's going to be coming up. And check out that new release. And I will be back to bring you more Ball Court. Speak of the world of basketball. My name is Coach Drew. And thank you. Thank you for allowing me in your home once again. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.